This two-part episode of Kiss and Tour Radio is brought to you by the historic Mayfair Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Now enjoy the show, guys. Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. Tell me shut the fuck up now. <laughs> we live. From are the we? Yeah, we are. Oh, <laughs> Welcome, guys, to yet another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. What's up, friends? What's up, guys? Hi. Oh, oh we were in so, unison. Right. What? And the choir's we going in, on. Yes. Well, in case you all like, you know, the routine that we always do, in case you haven't noticed, darling, we have a new voice on the cat radio today. Uh, her name's Cabrini. 34 years into entrepreneurship, Cabrini has owned multiple brick and mortar businesses from a coffee bar to jazz club to retail pet stores with grooming and doggy daycare. Oh, cookie. Yes. Her journey <laughs> began 30 years ago in her kitchen. She created a business called Complete Cookery, where she cooked and delivered meals to office buildings. Now that's gangsta. We'll get into that later. <laughs> She also created a restaurant called Nola's, A Taste of New Orleans. You're a New Orleans native, correct? Yes, I am. Oh, yes. We'll get into that as well. Um, and as well as, like I mentioned, the coffee bar uh, for two different clients. Needless to say, she is a tireless entrepreneur, people person, dog lover, and lover of cooking and eating good food. Now, in 2013, she became an author of a book titled Fuck That. Oh. And break down for us, Cabrini, what, what Fuck That is an acronym for. Fuck that stands for finally understanding common knowledge. Things happen all the time in your life and in your business, good and bad. All right, now. So why not mm. do what you want to do? Okay. okay. Stop, stop doing what you don't want to do. Yes. What are you? What because do you want? Because things are gonna happen anyway. So the book is an entrepreneur's journey to self-discovery because she went into some life coach things as well. Now, The Making of Gangsta Chef, which is Caprini's brand, started in 2018 on a whim. She filmed herself uh, while she was cooking a hearty New Year's Eve dinner for her friends. And because she was having so much fun experimenting and cooking and laughing and entertaining, every time she completed a dish, she would say, that's gangsta. I'm adding the bell. Y'all know how Kiss and Tell does. Your essential spices will be love, fun, laughter, courage, adventure, and lots of zest. More importantly, with Cabrini, you will learn how to become a gangsta in your own kitchen. Please welcome to Kiss and Tell Radio, Caprini. Hey. Welcome, 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 I'm welcome. I'm so excited. I'm happy yes. you're excited. Mm-hmm. Like you are just Thank you, a, Jay, so a, much for inviting me. You know, thank you for and cooking for me all weekend. Sharp. Oh yes. 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 Excited. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cabrini and I actually met a couple years ago. because mm-hmm. uh, we are both fellow authors. We met in Puerto Rico um for an event I did for um, for what it was called, but we met there. And music, I remember her book the called Music Festival. There we go. Yeah. And I remember fuck that, and I was like, oh, what a title! <laughs> and so we chatted up, we laughed, um, and then we actually got reconnected this past weekend with IDP Successes Retreat. Um, and Cabrina, when I told her she got there Friday morning, at what time did you get there? Seven. Well, we got there. I, Ivan picked me up at seven a.m., but we got to the house probably at nine. So she was in the kitchen from. 9 o'clock a.m. Friday and did not leave until Sunday. Monday. Cooking Monday, excuse me. And helped him clean the kitchen. and Literally. like We um, had a full-blown chef that was making experiences for us. And we'll put your mic a little bit closer to your oh, mouth. Okay. You're like Britney Spears in the okay. 90s. Yeah. Or early 2000s. 
<laughs> you get into it Jan Jackson style. Right, okay. Uh, but yeah, it was thank you so much for feeding a group of individuals the entire weekend and like it was a blast and it was fun and when I when I tell you the kitchen was her set, like she had iPads propped up, <laughs> lights, two iPhones going off, like it was a full experience and so it was it was a good time. Were so. you in charge of all of the meals that mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. wow because I, I saw some of Jace's Instagram story. I saw when you all made some type of like garlic shrimp dish yes, or something. The like shrimp that. scampi. It was, shrimp scampi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. succulent. All that Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I would have enjoyed that, but I'm on strict uh, on a strict diet right now. Are you not on keto? That, no, 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 no. I'm not on anything like that has a specific label. It's just like low carb, and I don't even like labeling it like as a diet. It's mm-hmm. just a lifestyle change yeah. because, baby. When I tell you, I just, I don't feel that great about myself right now. Mm-hmm. And the root of it is, is an external image thing for me. Isn't so. that, and it, see, we could go into a whole nother conversation, but I know that's not the topic. However, mm-hmm. first meeting you, you look absolutely beautiful. Thank not you. only do you look beautiful, you feel beautiful. Thank Even you. Even though you were coming in, you know, <laughs> that, I can't believe, but you know, and the only reason I ask keto, which is a part of low carb. Mm-hmm. Is that keto is a lifestyle? It is yeah. not a diet. Uh, we'll see a lot of people label I it a know. diet. Yeah, and that's the no, because the it's new be- no carb diet. Yes, quote because it's become this whole new fad now. Yeah, and so they've changed again, yet again, the meaning of what it means to have a ketogenic lifestyle. Gotcha. That's yeah. nice to know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very that's interesting. nice to know. So you all had a great weekend. Yeah, you know my weekend. I mean, it was all over Instagram. Um, it was so to give deeper contact outside the food. So Ivan Daniel, he is a pretty much a leader in Los Angeles and he called me probably about four years ago or so mm-hmm. and said that he wanted to have something that uh, could bring our generation, the millennials together and kind of give us the tools to live lives. Cause you know, when it comes to the LGBT community, there's a very um, strong disconnect with generations. Yeah. And so when he felt well, he was in his thirties and his late twenties and forties, he didn't really have the guidance that he needed from older brothers, older sisters. So he wanted to kind of build a program that was based on life skills, you know, work relationships. And so we had a full week and we talked about, um, you know, domestic violence. We talked about, um, drug and alcohol awareness. We talked about life skills. We meditated. We woke up every morning to yoga. Mm-hmm. So it was really good. We cooked it together in the kitchen. Like that was one thing we wanted to do, just kind of leave with at least two meals that we knew how to cook. Um, so yeah, it was really good. It was very transformative. We're going to be doing it twice a year. Check out idpsuccess.com for more info. And yeah, if you're in LA, come to the events and stuff like that. How was your weekend, Char? My weekend uh, was, it was a pretty decent. I had the most fun on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent my morning in Santa Monica. I had a quick meeting and then I went to lunch with Scooter. Shout out to Scooter. Hey. I know he's listening. But that Scooter. night I celebrated Isis King's birthday. Um, oh my God. And I was going to try to sneak out that, and I, there was no way it was happening. It was insane in I, the I best way possible. Uh-huh. I had never been to EP and LP or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, they have an Aussie chef. Yeah. And we were with Billy Lee, who's a good friend of Isis's um, and an associate of mine. If you all aren't familiar with her, she stars on Vanderpump Rules. And so every time I've gone out with Billy, she just has that type of pull. It doesn't matter if it is a LGBT type establishment or a cishet establishment. That girl has pull you I'm walk sure. up to the door i'm with billy lee and you have 
the nicest accommodations I in mean, the building. I mean, that whole block is just very, like, we ho princess. So, I can only imagine. So, so, yeah, we were there. We cut a rug. Everyone was there from Patrick Ian Polk to Ty Hunter to... Uh, it, it was so many. Carmen Carrera. Mm-hmm. She and I had a very lengthy. Conversation. Oh God! Did you corner her about her? I did not press tour. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I did not corner her, but uh, she and I found ourselves sitting next to each other on the couch. Mm-hmm. Blossom was present for this, hey, girl. and we just had. When I felt comfortable enough, I was like, Carmen, sis. I, can I ask you something? Oh, no. And so we had a very, <laughs> it was a nice conversation, but uh, yeah, y- y'all know me. And so. What was um, the end result? Or is that able to be. Uh, well, you said what was what? The end result. Like what was the conclusion of your conversation? Um, the conclusion was uh, there has been some misinformation regarding um, certain things surrounding the Malik Yoba um, press tour he's been on and, and perceptions as far as he and Carmen's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I will leave it at that okay. for the time being. That's fair. That's, That's not, fair. yeah, some things just, some, listen, not every story is my story to tell. I know I tell a lot of stories <laughs> on here, but listen, I got to leave that. Carmen's a new friend now. So, um, well, well, a new associate now. And so, um, yeah, that is what I did on Saturday and Sunday. I was working. Yeah. So that was that was my weekend. But Isis, girl, you threw one hell of a party. Isis is not really that big of a drinker at all, and she she's a cuddler. Let loose. That is all I will say for (laughs) for kiss and tell. I looked to my left. She was over there. I looked to my right. She was over there. I looked, you know, up in the sky. She was up there. I looked down on the ground. She was up there. Like Isis was everywhere doing everything. So happy birthday again to Isis. Oh, Trace Trace was there as well. Um, It was a good time. It was just a good, good time. It was a good group of people. We had a nice section and yeah, it was it was nice. That's good. Yeah, I actually saw because I saw some people. All my friends were there, and so when I was watching my Instagram story, it was like back to back to back, like recap of, of the night. every yeah. And now it's but different angles. Yeah, because you know Instagram and like social media these days, that's what they do. And Trace got a really good video of me uh, making a face. Oh yeah, it's like, it was like a lap dance going on, right? Yeah. And you're- <laughs> <laughs> And I look up and I'm like, I'm going to have to show you uh, when we're done, Cabrini. But uh, it was unplanned and everything. I just so happened to look up. And I said, I didn't know she was zooming in. I didn't know it was Uh this whole thing until she posted it and I was yelling. So that was my um, that was my weekend. And, you know, um, happy birthday, Isis. Yes. Happy birthday, Isis. Fast forward to. okay. so we're about to jump into the bulletin board. Let's let's do that. So before the weekend kicked off on Friday, uh, the day that, you know, I live tweet, well, I typically try to live tweet the show, uh, I woke up to news that the icon, the Diane, the Carol, um, had passed away. She was 84 years old and she Ooh. died of cancer, Los Angeles. Her daughter, who is a producer slash journalist, her name's Susan Kay, she broke the news to The Hollywood Reporter. I didn't even know Diane Carroll was suffering from cancer. Mm-hmm. Did anyone know that? No. no, I didn't know that either. So um, it was it was just jarring because I'm I, like my personal introduction to Diane Carroll. I wasn't alive when she was starring on Julia and Dynasty looks great from what I've seen. You know, mm-hmm. everyone says that Dynasty kind of laid the foundation for the real housewives and all these shows that we right. see an empire, you know, like those type of campy yeah. dramatic type mm-hmm. shows. But my intro to her was um, a different world. 
Mm. And I really got a chance to really dive into that character. She played Whitley's mom on A Different World. I got a chance to really was dive Was she in. the one that was like, Dad, just yes, die. Yes, oh at the my wedding. Gosh. I Diane just put that Carol. together. Oh, my God. And I she and the clips resurfaced online of her and Patty because Patty was uh, Dwayne's mama, Dwayne yeah. Wayne's mm-hmm. mama. Mm-hmm. Shots um, of Kadeem. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And their comedic timing and their acting together their chemistry was just great so that was my intro to diane carroll and i just knew her to be the personification literally of like black elegance femininity Mm -hmm. just point she was brilliant she was brilliant and she made history she paved the way i believe that her role as julia i believe she played a nurse she played yeah but can i talk about my intro to her sure yes go ahead so first of all she looks like my mother Oh, wow. She and my mother have the same eyes. So whenever I would see her, I would be like, oh, my God, my mother's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then she did this clip with, um, what's her name? Ooh, in what Dallas. show? Oh, I, f- I forgot. Uh, 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 the sister. Um, Erica, no, is it Erica Kane? No, no, no. Not, it's not Erica, Erica Kane. Kane. No. It uh-huh. is. Let me find out for you right now. Because, mm-hmm. um, no, because the, the actress has a sister who's an author, right? N- well... They were having this. You could probably even pull it up. Diane Carroll told her, and I'm I'm only paraphrasing. Okay. She was leaving the house. They were having this cat fight. And Diane, when she walked up the steps, she walked towards the door, and she turned around and she looked at it and she says, and "By the way, your champagne was burnt." Oh, I know that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh wait. Because people were. <laughs> <laughs> taste that damn bell the champagne taste. is burnt no it's up. funny because i only i only know that because people were posting all of her iconic quotes mm-hmm. the day that she passed yep. all over twitter all over social media and so i was seeing all these posts like wow because i didn't know the name but i knew the face mm-hmm. and so when i saw it, i was like who is that and then i started oh, seeing dominique dominique there we go Devereux. That's there we go yes. dominique find, is it jackie collins jackie collins that yep. you're talking about yes, dominique Devereux. Um, so yeah, that, that's a nice story. So you you were introduced to her, uh, with Dallas Mm -hmm. and I know that Dallas also starred Larry Hagman, who's been Mm -hmm. dead for years now, but my intro, what's funny is Dallas came after I dream of Jeannie, but Mm -hmm. my intro to Larry Hagman was from I dream of Jeannie because Mm -hmm. I used to watch that with my grandmother. Nick at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think even before Nick at night, this was like when it used to be on channel 10 in Chicago, like they had Mm. like a one of the Dusty's stations mm-hmm. in uh, Chicago. That That's from Ajima Genie and Bewitch coming back yeah. to back. Yeah, back mm-hmm. to back. And then mm-hmm. they do back Loved to it. back again. I think they yep. even did it on TBS before mm-hmm. like a Nick at Night type situation in TV Land when TV Land was just oh, a yeah, segment. TV Land. Before right. it was a channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, rest in peace to, to the grand dame Diane Carroll. Yes. Now, speaking of Diane Carroll, did you all see, I know you all had to have seen the pictures of Tyler Perry's party. Yes, the that everyone was party. at. Everybody and their every who's who. If you were somebody in Hollywood, you were at down in Atlanta Unless for the grand Steel. opening or Monique. <laughs> um, I was in the kitchen, so I didn't get to. Okay, see he named yeah. the soundstage after Diane Carroll, oh. yeah. and he was on Jimmy Kimmel earlier this week. Several and soundstages. He told the yeah. story. Well, it was just one for Diane. He's named uh, soundstages after Denzel, Oprah, Whoopi, Denzel, yeah. Hallie, Ruby D. Uh, everybody, Spike Lee, which was huge of mm-hmm. him to do. 
very mature mm-hmm. of him to do because very, they've had very, beef. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but he said on Jimmy Kimmel uh, earlier this week that he told Diane, I'm going to name a soundstage after you. Like, we're building this, you know, this year. I'm oh, naming wow. a soundstage after you. And he said, I need you to be there. And she said something along the lines of, well, if I'm alive, I'll be there. And she literally died the Friday before the, wow. the ribbon cutting ceremony. Mm. So wow. that was a touching story. What I found was just so grand of him is that uh, Sonny Hostin, who's on The View, mm-hmm. she brought the invitation uh, that Tyler sent to Jimmy Kimmel to show him. Oh. Tyler sent, the invitation was some, it, it came in like a velvet bag. Like of course a it hu- did. Like a huge bag, like the, the same texture as a Crown Royal bag, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a book you can put on your bookshelf, but when you open it, it's like an iPad screen. And it's Tyler, I don't know how many of these he did, but it's Tyler inviting you personally. Wow. So as soon as you open it, it's like, hey, Jace Barron, come on down. Da, 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 da. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit more formal than that, but he's saying the person's name. It's rich. not a general like... Hello. Yeah. Right. I'm we're grand opening Tyler wow. Perry Studios. Come on down. It's by name. Rich. Wow. I said, look at this opulence. Because there was like a thousand people at the at party. Least. Literally. And then like, we saw the menu. Yes. They had some good stuff. Mm. Jumbo mm-hmm. uh crap jumbo lump mm-hmm. salad crap salad. <laughs> They had uh, very gangster sounds like yes seven yes. up pound cake for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean for dessert seven mm-hmm. up pound like the 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 menu was, was cute. So, it's so black. I love it. So um yeah that part and then the the um square footage. Did you see Ava DuVernay's tour that she recorded? Yes. Basically, basically, the Tyler Perry studios are so big. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a small town. Every studio in Hollywood can fit inside. It's bigger than Paramount, Disney, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, literally every lot put together. Mm -hmm. And it still has like 33 more acres. So are you saying this is really black Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, it is the black Hollywood. Like that's what he did. Like he created. Right. Yes, space. everybody, everybody, I'm, I'm, anybody can film there. Yeah, but uh, he has replicas of like the Medea House, and mm-hmm. everything's up to code, so people can actually live in these homes. Mm-hmm. Or he has a, really? a White House. Like yeah, the the, the jail, mo- if you all have school. not given, if you all have not looked up on YouTube, Ava DuVernay, because she did it on like her Instagram story. Someone, of course, recorded that and struggled right, together. Right. Please pull this up on YouTube. It, it is looked breathtaking. Like the Universal Studios tram tour. Yes, but wow. which I still bigger. never got a chance to take. Really? Yeah, I haven't taken it yet. I was supposed to take it back years ago when Kendall was interning for NBC. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to come up there and take it. Da, 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 for but, free. But either he was working, like working, working, like I don't have a break. Yeah. Or I was working, working where I didn't have a break. So I still, I've been in LA for five years and still have never taken that damn tour. And I wanted to see the Desperate Housewives houses mm-hmm. before they took Mysteria them down. Lane. They yeah. took them down? Well, I don't know. I feel like they did or they've no. repurposed it. Historia Lane. So. Maybe he'll do a black lane or maybe. I mean, he does have. Well, homes. yeah, he has all these. By shows. the way, speaking of Desperate Housewives, the actor I can't remember his name off the top top of my head, but the actor who played uh, Carlos Solis, Gabby's husband, just came out swinging at Felicity Huffman's sentence. <gasps> called it the epitome of white. Pri- I mean, yeah. he I said mean, he's echoing is. what everyone said, but he, uh, apparently he did it on Twitter. He retweeted her sentence and was like. I said, not Carlos versus Lynette. Because, you know, I still, as bad of a thing as Felicity Huffman did, I'm still so endeared to her because of that damn character. Uh, no. Yeah. no. Aunt Becky, no, go to hell. No. But I think, it's, I think it's because Felicity was immediately showed, um, she showed, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Contrition. She was not like Aunt Becky was flipping, signing yeah, autographs and Hello? putting her Hello? right. Felicity immediately was like, "Look, I fucked up. I exercised privilege. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Do she what even, you will did she with that." She actually even said that. Yeah, 
I mean, in so many words. She really, I mean, you could tell by the, by the look of her face that she had that enduring, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, you know. No, so she acknowledged she released a statement, and she, uh, I think it was to the judge or to the, I can't remember if it was specifically to the judge or if it was to the public, but she acknowledged her privilege within the statement and acknowledged her wrongdoing immediately. And, and still got off. Well, she, well, well yeah. Kind of, She's serving. Some, yeah, she got, what, 10 days, 14 days? 14 days. days. Yeah. If that, I thought they get they pulled that away and. She didn't have to do time served. I could be wrong. I'm about to say, I didn't hear that. I didn't think she actually did any time because when they. Well, she hasn't went in yet. Well, they talked about her between the her and the black woman. Yeah. And yes. The child the going. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who like uh, changed her address gonna, to get her child yeah. in. Yeah. Yes. Which it was, was her nan her nanny that was or the yeah. person that was taking care of her. Because the black woman was homeless, I believe. Right. Uh, oh, oh, America. So, yeah, moving on. Dominique Jackson was announced today. If you all aren't familiar with her, she plays Electra on FX's Pose. She'll be joining the cast of American Gods, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know was still on. I remember when it Same. first premiered, and I watched like maybe two episodes of it, and I saw someone, this man, get swallowed up in this woman's vagina. Oh, um, oh, oh dear. Because it's Sounds one of those, festive. it's one of those like superstitious, like uh, not superstitious. My vocabulary is all over the place today. Supernatural mm-hmm. type wow. shows. Yeah, I definitely saw that today. And you know, Felicity's it? still serving that sentence. I just clicked news. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You were going to jail. She has a 14-day sentence in jail. Oh, but as opposed to 14 years? Yeah, she's not. No. no. She's not doing 14 years like the black woman no, is doing. Exactly. No, exactly. And I mean, I do want to acknowledge, you know, different cases, different states. But there is obvious privilege. color and bias and privilege in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, King Esther. Now, this is something that Angelica Ross, when she was on our show, I believe that she uh, mentioned that she was working on or was about to begin working mm-hmm. on. Uh, Angelica Ross has her hand in this and so does uh, Janet Hubert the black dress aka the woman who's responsible for coining one of my favorite terms niggerosa when she went oh, on went in on uh, yes, Omarosa, Omarosa. <laughs> um, King Esther chronicles uh, the plot really what I got from it was like a, a trans woman a, a teen uh-huh. right around the time of Katrina. I don't know if it's pre Katrina or post Katrina, but uh-huh. she's trying to find her way. It'll be on Issa Rae's YouTube channel. They shot this entire series on location in new Orleans. Um, and it debuts October 17th. Good for her. And so, she's an EP wow. on the show, right? Who Issa? No, no. Um, Angelica. I'm not sure at what capacity Angelica is on. The yeah. Show. I think she's behind the scenes as an EP. For I don't this know if he's actually acting of, in it. Yeah. Um, Maybe a cameo or two, but... Congratulations. Good for her. Yes. I love thriving people. Moving mm-hmm. on, Instagram. Some of y'all got y'all heartbroken this week <laughs> because it was announced that Instagram is getting rid of its activity tab. So what does that mean for the lurkers, Jace? Can you tell me? <laughs> so basically, um, you could click on around. You can see who people are following and who they're not following, et cetera, et cetera. So I actually saw a funny tweet um, from XD who is also a friend of the show, saying that that's how I find that y'all are gay. Because you could go and see who people follow um, on their actual page. You can see who people follow and what they like and what they comment on the activity tab on Instagram. Right. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's drawing her so own. So you got to go to your likes yeah. and then, oh, they got rid of it already. I think, wait, did they get rid of it already? Well, I think the, the like, I think that's been gone. You can see what you're tagged in for sure. Um, no, the activity tab <clears throat> was still up there just a few days ago. 
hmm. Whoop is gone. Bye-bye. Well, yeah. <laughs> what I thought was interesting, yep, it sure is gone. But there used to be a tab up here where you could see other people's activity as far as like what they liked and what they commented on. Oh, so mm-hmm. now you can't. No. Oh, nope. that's lovely. And Thank so you. they took it away. BuzzFeed <laughs> opened you. BuzzFeed opened their write up in a very clever way, which is very on brand for our show. Mm-hmm. So it says a Catholic priest notices a fellow priest liking gay porn pics on Instagram. Oh. A man receives a DM from his ex wondering why he's liking photos of someone who gave her gonorrhea. Mm. A mm. mother notices the husband of a fellow mom liking bikini model photos. Mm. A daughter catches her own father liking cheesecake i mean yeah cheesecake pinup photos these true tales of instagram horror were all born out of the photo sharing (laughs) yes well it's the following tab yeah the following is it still there i feel like it's still there but i could be wrong i don't know i just know so much airtime looking for this no it's fine but it's just funny because i one of the things that made me laugh because you know i have people come up to me and like i'm not someone who digs and does research but i have before done research to see like who are mutual followers mm-hmm. um when i'm talking to somebody new or if i'm you know i have a new friend i'm like all right i want to see who they know that i may know because instagram the algorithms work whoever is a mutual person pops up first and it's actually a mutual tab in the mutual following thing so it's interesting to kind of see like oh you know this person you know that person without actually having them in a picture together um so it's kind of clever kind of not um I'm curious. Well, I know to someone see. who lived on that tab just I because they're it. they're just a creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'm okay with it. I mean, I really don't care. I mean, Instagram is really just kind of like eh, to me. I'm more of a, a Twitter person, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. But you know, good luck for the creepers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So next on my list, okay. I think I'm going to end up cutting this off so we can jump into the topics because uh-huh. I feel like we spend a lot of time on. On bulletin board today. What's the next topic? So the next one, I don't know. Let me pick. Wait, let me, let me, I'm going to look up. Or do Tiffany let me Haddish. Pick. I'm, okay, I'm I want to know that story. So I'm going to do Tiffany. I'm going to cut three of these, and I'm going to do Tiffany and about the city girl, and then we'll move on. So oh, Tiffany God. Haddish. Well, let me just really quickly say JT is out of prison, so all of the hood boogers can now rejoice. Uh, there, You know, there is a <laughs> disconnect with the city girls, and, you know, they've been adamant in their uh, at least vocal homophobia. Mm-hmm. Aren't they scammers? Uh, well, JT was. That's why she was serving right. all that time in prison. Well, she's out, and they have a new song out. Who's, who's I, JT? I'm so sorry. She's a rap artist. You know that song? Um, she's one twerk, half twerk, of the twerk, City twerk, Girls. Twerk, 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 twerk. No, that's oh, no, Rihanna. That's a, no, that's oh. work. You, no, uh, Rihanna. <laughs> real <laughs> ass bitch, give a fuck <laughs> about a nigga. Big Birkin bag, whole five, six figure. Stripes on my ass, so he call us bigger tigger. Fucking on us, I'm an ass, rich ass nigga. Same group of bitches, ain't no ass in the Caprini's looking at us like clearly my age. This is, is not our ministry. This is not. Ah, I'm bent over and everything. Oh, like, I, I mean, that is no. my favorite song by them. It Only reminds because... me of Pierre's birthday every year, or every time I hear it. Really? Yeah. I thought Saweetie did that. There's that's there's a few songs like imagine being on a cruise and having like the top forty hip hop songs playing and a bad DJ. The entire time. By the way, Saweetie performed uh, yesterday at the BT Hip Hop Awards I and saw. she brought out Petey Pablo. Mm-hmm. It was great. I kind of it was and Lil John. It was and Lil John. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great, and I thought Kim did great as well. Um, You're so trying to fight Peter. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Wait, what happened? Oh yeah, trying Kim Peter. trying to fight Peter. Back up. Yeah. Well, the queen bee. Really? Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish set up, uh, went, took her ass to Ellen and revealed that she had had sex with Chingy. What? 
Yeah, you know, Ellen always plays like burning questions and things like that. So Tiffany had, this is in short, because she's doing some kissing and some telling. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that Tiffany did go on a Twitter rant saying that she's not going to be as much of an open book anymore. I don't believe her because it figures after that stint with the beehive and Beyonce yelling her name on a track, Tiffany! <laughs> that Remember when Tiffany said that someone bit Bitter Beyonce's face, cheek? Yeah. And said Beyonce, Tiffany wanted to fight the girl. And Beyonce was like, don't, that bitch on drugs. I don't know what's going on. And Beyonce, uh, when they did Top Off, it was Beyonce, Jay-Z, and DJ Khaled. And that's when Beyonce put in the lyric, uh, she's top two and ain't number two. You're going to need to sign a disclosure to party. If you try to party with the queen, you're going to have to sign a non-disclosure. I took the top off them. And then in the background, she yells, Tiffany. I did not know that. You didn't know that? No. That's what made the song so damn funny. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to listen to that now. It was a very pointed, if you want to party with the queen, you're going to have to sign a non-disclosure. Right, because you're running her damn mouth. So, yeah. So she fucked Chingy. Yes, I believe she did. Because, I mean, what reason would she have to lie about this? Now, Chingy did come out and say that he never slept with her. His one of his friends did. Oh God! And she was like, "No, no, 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 no! I have receipts. If you want to go there, we can go there." And she was like, "Remember that one time at the Beverly Hilton at two a.m. on March seventeenth, two th- like she, oh my God. yeah." How so exhausting. Tiffany is a woman in her forties. Not that that means anything, but it does mean it does count for something. How do we feel about <laughs> Tiffany doing all this kissing and telling? Chingy of all, I, well, it depends on the era. Because if it's Holiday Inn Chingy, I was down to ride too. But if it's to, if it's uh, if it's Scream Tour, I mean not Scream Tour. What was the reunion tour that beat Millennium Tour? Millennium Chingy, tour. I'm not interested. Well, I think. Well, okay. Remember, my age is gonna just really tell the story. But when I watched the Ellen thing, and she was doing the the conversation with Ellen, asked her a question. Who's a person that you've slept with that nobody would know about? And she said, oh, Chingy. And, of course, I didn't know who the Chingy was. I that? like the way you do that right there. Right there. Oh, okay. He's responsible for that. So then she moved on. She didn't make a big thing out of it. But the Internet did. Exactly. Because all it takes is one name, one thing. But why would you say you had sex with someone when you know everybody's watching? And right. you didn't. Well, she, that's why I don't think that she's lying. Because in fairness, right. Tiffany has nothing to gain from this. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if it were Chingy on Ellen and he said this and Tiffany denied it, I'd be side-eyeing Chingy. Right. Because mm-hmm. he has everything to gain from that rumor. Yeah, because yeah. what is Chingy doing now? Right. Nothing. Child. Right. Child. God bless him. Well, anyway, um, keep you all's finger to the pulse. Next week, I'm going to talk about Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill book and the Matt Lauer <laughs> thing with NBC. Uh, California has a rent control law. Amen. And, yeah, there's just a, th- there's some stories that I have to omit for time's sake. Oh, by the way, tonight the read will be on Fuse. Tonight is the, the night. Episode one? Yes, their debut. Friday, October 11th. Yes, it, it debuts. So I'm excited about that. And it was announced that Dustin Ross is a writer on the show. So congrats to Dustin. He's so clever. Yeah, he's good. He understands that humor. So we are going to move on to the LGBT. I mean, yeah, the LGBT LGBT corner. corner, Yeah. Yeah, here we go. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So... This week's LGBT Corner is not necessarily a LGBT highlight, if you will, but uh, we just have a new form of prep, and it's called a SCOVI. So I've actually been in this case study personally for, oh God, two, almost three years. 
Um, and so if you guys don't know, so Truvada is a medication that has been FDA approved to be used as PrEP. And that was uh, in 2012. So the next step right now, they've been testing a bunch of different things as far as like injections that last for three months, different pills. So Discovy, which is also a collab medication, has just been FDA approved last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not available yet. Um, but it's supposed to be less invasive because I know Travada has had issues or I should say issues like side effects as far as uh, bone density as well as liver and kidney. And so not Truvada giving people osteoporosis. Oh, you haven't seen all the lawsuits? No. My Instagram feed is full of like, you know, like, you know, I don't know if they know I'm on Truvada or PrEP yeah. or whatever, but I'm what getting all the. So Truvada is a medication that's being used for PrEP. You know what PrEP is? Mm-mm. So PrEP is pre-exposure prophylactic. So it's a medication that you take uh, daily that prevents you from contracting HIV if you're HIV negative. I see. Okay. Um, so it's been used. If you're HIV negative. If you're HIV negative. But okay. it's also used as an HIV medication. But mm. Truvada as PrEP is mm-hmm. used before oh, for people who I are negative. I knew that. Yeah. So it's used as a medication if you are if you do have HIV mm-hmm. and it's also used as a preventative step if you mm-hmm. do not have I did not know yeah. that that served two purposes mm-hmm. yeah so the whole point of all these new studies is to get these medications also for PrEP okay. so like let's just say PrEP is birth control I was about, yeah. and then um, Truvada is I don't know what birth control medication is but let's just say one is called I don't know it's the one where you take before you the um, you can take the pill to not get pregnant. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. You can also right. wear a patch. You right. Can, yeah. yeah, there's different forms there's of different birth control. So Truvada is a form of PrEP. And so now they're trying to find new ways to be used as PrEP. Okay. So Discovy is also a Gilead medication. And so it just got FDA approved to be used as PrEP um, as well as HIV. Part. Well, all right, Discovy. Yeah. That's so, how you say Discovy. It. Discovy. Like Discover, but Discovy. And just to piggyback off of mm-hmm. that, another corner, because I just thought about this as you were talking mm-hmm. and the stories that I ran down. Talk to me. Uh, Tyler Perry also announced that yes, uh, part of his studio would be dedicated to housing displaced mm-hmm. LGBT youth and uh, trafficked women. Mm-hmm. So, I am enthused about that. That's so dope. That's in a really state good. like Georgia. Ooh. And I mean, even it's still the South. Florida's down there yeah. and just, well, displaced LGBT youth are everywhere. It's just yeah. nice to know that they just like have somewhere the to <laughs> seek refuge and then potentially be employed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't, the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, shout absolutely. out to. Discovy, Discovy, mm-hmm. Discovy, yep. and to uh, Mr. Tyler Perry. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen Monique there. Oh my God! Let's move on. That oh. would have been a highlight. That would that would have been the story, right? Everybody would have been like Oprah, a who? hug, Ava, <laughs> right, who? Exactly. Beyonce, who? <laughs> wow, oh, Monique is there. If, if he had invited her and did the the iPad thing, and he opened it, she opened it up, and oh, and it was and her said, saying, and he, no, and he said to her. <laughs> He said that would be her, hilarious. Right. He said to her, girl, listen, you black, come on to the party. Uh, you know, know what's you funny? About us, what's, but, uh-huh. You know what's funny is we don't know if he invited her. Yeah, we don't. Because we, Monique we don't. wouldn't go. I don't think she'd go. No. Uh, but we don't know if he invited her. But it would be funny, Jace, mm-hmm. if you got the, the iPad open like, up from Tyler Perry and this Monique talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Lee Daniel, <laughs> you invited to. <laughs> and Lee wasn't there. He wasn't, no. Why? He's I don't, probably do busy. He's filming a new uh, Billy Holiday movie, I'm thinking. Oh, he is? Yeah. So All they right. don't have beef, do they? No, 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 no. no, okay. no. Not only, to my knowledge. It's, it's only Monique. You just never know. Um, yeah, right. So are we ready to move on? Um, one last thing. So okay. Discovery is also very expensive, like Truvada was. So it's about um, 
1800 bucks for 30 tablets. What? I so know you lying. that averages out to be 60 bucks per pill. And it's the daily pill. And so AIDS Healthcare lying. Foundation has called upon Gilead to do the right thing and lower these prices. Oh, because Gilead's big pharma. Yep. Yep, oh, yep, they yep, don't yep, care. Yeah. They're yeah. all about this. So yeah. So and if you all very... watch a doc, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Do a Google search. I think Netflix has some good they docs do. on on mm-hmm. Big Pharma. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. So that's my little insight. So hopefully it's available to the people out there. Like, what's the mm. point of making it if it's if they going can't to? Buy it. No one, mm-hmm. literally, no one's going to be able to buy that mm-hmm. unless you are of a very, 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 very particular tax bracket, and mm-hmm. even then. And even then, eighteen hundred bucks a month. That's get out of here. You could. I was about to say you could be <laughs> paying somebody's rent for that. Ooh. Oh my god! And so, eighteen. What's eighteen hundred times twelve? I don't even want to know. <laughs> what's that look like? Hold on. Before we move on, bring up the code. What's that look Prepare like to put for her glasses a year? On. She's over here. <laughs> Twenty-one thousand six hundred dollars a year. <clears throat> that's another job. And that's a cute car. Mm-hmm. That's entry level. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, no, that's not that's even interesting. Well, is that maybe just a basic Oklahoma. field? Maybe not. Mm. <laughs> Don't be shading in Oklahoma. The people in Oklahoma listening, they're going to get it. you. <laughs> so, let me. Wyoming. That's where Tyler Montana. Perry said he has his home. Tyler lives in Wyoming? I think it's I know Rue lives out there. Who? RuPaul. In Wyoming? Wyoming? Well, they he have said, a home out there. It's in one of those. States is that what Kim Yebu rents? No, yes, when, when Kim he was, is in. When he was talking to Gail, he said he is in Wyoming. He saw a bear in the back of his yard, and oh, no. the other thing he saw, aside from a black bear, was there was only two black people. One other black person. Mm, I believe. Ask it. me if I'm surprised. I know. <laughs> well, why would you buy a house in Wyoming and you black people like the scenery and the, the, they say the there. air is way cleaner. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jace would, people should just Jace could there. totally survive in Wyoming. Sure He's a country would. boy. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. By myself. I die. <laughs> Me let's too. Move on to, <laughs> let's move on to the first topic. So my topic this week is going along to get along. And what inspired Ooh. this is I was combing through some stories, and this happened this past summer. Um, two of the, the members of the pop group One Direction uh, revealed that when the band first was starting and, you know, they were doing like their press tours and things like, like two of them were not getting along. It's a group of five guys. Mm-hmm. Two of them were not getting along, <clears throat> but we would not have ever been able to tell. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's Liam Payne and Lewis Tomlinson. Um, and so that got me to go down this rabbit hole because Queer Eye, for example, that reboot, it was once revealed that Karamo Brown and Anthony Porowski we're not getting along when the when that show first started. Surprise. You're surprised? No. Anthony is the cute <laughs> one that cooks, right? I think Anthony's the cute cook. I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. Um, and then it, I thought about Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm, mm. Sex, I know the, about that the one. The set of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, I even just watched because this week, by the, well, by the time you all hear this, it'll be the conclusion of Cast from the Past Week, which is a, a week that ABC is doing that's tugging at our nostalgia. And last night, uh, which was Tuesday for us recording right now, um, Blackish did the Girlfriends reunion. And so today I watched an interview that's over an hour long. It's like an hour and five minutes long. Charlemagne sat down with the cast on his channel and interviewed them. I watched for the cast. It's, it's such a well-done interview. It was so good. But 
I did not know because Girlfriends wasn't appointment TV for me. Mm-hmm. I did not know that there was ever a time when Jill Marie Jones was not on the show. Jill Marie Jones played Tony, Tony Charles. Yeah, Tony Charles. I didn't right. know she wasn't on the show at one point. Like oh. she had left. Yeah. Oh. She had left, and so did there were there were some tears and some yeah, and it was abrupt. The they like they those four women went through so much. They were underpaid. Uh, they Mara. found out they found out that you know uh, the show is being canceled will not renewed unceremoniously. They didn't even have a rap party. It just was like, oh, you don't go to work this day. Uh, the last few episodes were during the writer strike. Oh, so it, they, it, yeah, it was a lot going on. So uh, there was, there seemed to have been some discourse between um, Jill Marie Jones and Tracy Ellis Ross at one point in real life. Throughout the interview, it seemed like Tracy Ellis Ross was the closest to Golden Brooks, who played Maya, uh-huh. you know, Lil Hood yep. one. Mm-hmm. and Lynn. Uh, but yeah, so I thought about that. So I said, Liam Payne, Louis Tomlinson, Karamo, and Anthony, Kim Cattrall, and Sarah Jessica Parker. And last but not least, Jack A. Harry and Marla Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the 227 fam. You all know that I love a good old show. Mm-hmm. And hell, I could even say Delta Burke and Dixie Carter. I just finished uh, Designing Women. <laughs> I finally finished it. What a disappointing ass series finale. That series finale was so trash. I was so mad. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so their series finale was remember how those classic 90s sitcoms would have like those like the screen would start waving and it was like one of those uh daydreaming Dream, type right. scenes yeah, like a period piece. Mm-hmm. It was like a gone with the wind two part remake. Like a gone oh, with God. well not remake parody. Oh. And that was the series finale. Mm. I was livid. I was livid. But I mean, yeah. you were so invested and committed. Well, I love me the sugar bakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Dixie and Delta, who both at one point were good friends. Uh, Dixie Carter was uh, Delta Burke's maid of honor. They played uh, on-screen sisters. They had a nasty falling out mm-hmm. because Delta was beefing with the producers. Dixie sided with the producers. Delta left the show. So my question, I say all that to say, have you ever had an instance where you had to go along to get along. And and I want to be specific uh, and make this because the examples that I listed were professional. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, in a professional setting. I don't mean that you got into an argument with a sibling. Right. And then y'all went to church and you had to f- uh, pretend that you liked your sibling in that moment. I mean, in a professional, maybe long-term setting where you and someone just were not seeing eye to eye. But you had to go along to get along. So... We can start there. <laughs> Whoever wants to jump so in first. I'm laughing because me and Kabina were just in a work setting. And with all things work-related work with very anti-personalities, um, there was a little bit of behind-the-scenes discourse. Going along, um, get along. Get along. Right. Exactly. Those exact words. Um, I don't know if you want to take the lead if you're so. I do not. Okay, so oh. I'll I'll um. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, Miss. Um, so I have had um several jobs, um, and most of them when I was younger were in restaurants. Um, so with restaurants, in order to work there, it's a very doggy dog environment. It's very fast paced. It's very HR personality. So you're dealing with a lot of people who one want their tips. And so it's about money. And then it's also about, um, I guess, dominance in the workspace while smiling because you have customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember when this was the end of college and we got a new manager and no one liked her. I forgot her name. And I was 
I think it probably, it was probably at the end of summer, so I was about to move to LA from Orange County, and so I knew my time was limited. And we had this new manager, and she one day, I already didn't like her, but she just kept picking at me, picking at me, picking at me, and then I put on a smile, served my tables. Um, but I think the halt in the get along part was when she says something crazy. I don't even remember. But I remember picking up a knife and like get the fuck away from me. And da 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 because I wasn't about to stab her or nothing. I was at a restaurant, but I just had a knife in my hand, and apparently my coworker saw me have a knife in my hand screaming at this lady. Like, oh my gosh, she's gonna stab her! I'm like, no, 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 I wasn't about to stab her. I just had a knife in my hand because it's a restaurant. Um, but I just remember like the month leading up to that, just trying to be respectful. She's new. Um, she's you know acclimating. She's trying to be the boss, but she's also you know she has to put her foot down, but also be our friend. So it's kind of a weird dynamic with that. And so I was a little bit um, lenient. And then I kind of saw my other coworkers kind of going neck and neck with her. And then one day she just came for me and I just was not having it. And I was probably about 22, mm-hmm. 19 years old. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the main examples I could think of. And also just in every event situation, like I've done plenty of events. And this is events coming from like fashion shows to whatever and those don't stop. You don't have time to sit there and argue with nobody. Mm-hmm. And so if something goes wrong, if there is something missing, if there's something, you better just figure it the fuck out. And especially like coming from a PR environment, like you need to just figure it out and just like not worry about your emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. I said one of my first books I read when I moved to New York was uh, If You Have to Cry, Go Outside by Kelly Catrone. Mm-hmm. And that just taught me a lot on how to deal with the workspace and how to just deal and cope and put your feelings at the door. You're there for a job. Um, no matter what type of environment that you're in. Um, and then when you leave, leave it at the door or take it with you. Like Amanda Seals and Vanessa from AMPR group. Literally at the door at leave. the avenue. <laughs> leave it at the door. I was at that party. And I remember. Uh, did you see what went down? I did not see what went down. But when I was there, um, I had a friend come up to me. It was like, Amanda Seals just got kicked out. And I was just like, what? And then. And y'all went on about your day. Went on. And then I was funny to seeing it. So there was a party that Essence named like the Black Hollywood party for the Emmys. And I had a friend in town that invited me. So me, him, and um, another friend, Jojo, went out to this party at the Avalon in Hollywood. On the, the Avenue, excuse me. And it was like the Black creme that I creme of Black Hollywood after the Emmys. And um, Issa Rae's publicist through the party, Amanda Seals, who was a character on Issa's show, showed up. Um, yeah. And they have, Got pri- they have prior uh, discourse. Discourse a year before, mm. which Issa says, that's not my business. In so, true Capricorn fashion. Right. Deal so, with your own schmuck. Right. So she wasn't let in. She ended up getting in by some other ways. She said, no, no, you're not supposed to be it here. It was Jesse Williams who allegedly, which I think is right. ironic because of his reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another conversation for right. another day. <laughs> Leave it at the door. <laughs> I do want to say that every time I've been around Issa's publicist, which has been quite a few times, she's been nothing but kind. Mm-hmm. A little distant. I mean, we're not friends. Because she's a little, uh, little rel. Oh, a little rel's person? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. She's a little distant, but never nasty. Yeah. I've been around Amanda a few times just in. um, (laughs) Oh, God. Just in. (laughs) No, because on carpets, Amanda has not been the friendliest. And when this story broke, like I had people sharing stories with me in my DMs. And it's just, it's all the same. Well, Serona's called her out publicly. Yes. And remember, we did see her uh, when we went to go see. uh, We saw her where? Oh, Green Book. (laughs) She was there? Uh, How could you forget? 
She was at. Well, I'll talk to you. You remind me of the story because I don't. Green remember. Book when we were at the Grammy I remember, yeah, Museum. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. And then the event. rooftop part. Yeah, I remember that. So we'll t- we'll I'll remind me to tell you when we've wrapped. Okay. Caprini, back to the <laughs> subject at hand. Back well, to the subject at hand. So for you professionally, yes, going along to get along. Mm. Well, you know, being on both sides of the aisle, being the owner, and also being an employee, I have found that. Um, there's a there's a certain way that you have to um, that I had to go along to get along and and a lot of times when it's when you're the professional side of it not just this weekend but um, uh, over my entire life I have learned that um, you know when they say you've heard the the term um, um, don't dim your light yes. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes when your light is bright, I've always wanted to make sure that my light was not in your eye. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Right? Yes. So in doing so, then people take advantage of me because I pull back the veil and I'm, okay, I'm going to go along so we could get along, so we could get through this event. And over the years, I've found that that has um, not been good for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, and, and and of course, you know, you're on a plat. I'm on a platform with you guys, which I'm so excited about. I love y'all, and I don't know what the hell yes. these shows y'all talking about. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, who, what? But um, that's why we breaking it down for right, you, right? But you um, this. but because I love um, the people that I've had to go along to get along with, mm-hmm. that's why I will not disclose specific information. But I will say that no one should ever. Go along just to get along. Mm-hmm. Stand yeah. your ground. I um I like that quote. How you dim your light. Yeah. So it's not in your eye. So it's not in your eye. <laughs> right. For me, um I screamed. I've had actually <laughs> a few instances like this. <clears throat> um and the one that stood out to me the most, right? Because most people that I've had clashes with professionally somewhere along the great circle of life we've crossed paths and had a chance to discuss it Mm -hmm. now i'm not a fan of victimizing myself everyone knows that so i always look at ways that because i make mistakes Mm -hmm. so i look at ways that oh i could have went about that differently or i could have said that differently because i believe that each person does not you shouldn't have to do this but i feel like in professional settings you do a lot of the times have to custom tailor your delivery to each and every person because it's read differently Mm -hmm. and i found that as a as an opinionated black woman who's five nine without heels Mm -hmm. when you know when when i'm in professional settings and you know the 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 fenty gloss is popping and the curls are are down my back and i'm wearing heels there's a certain perception that comes with that and there are a lot of projections Mm -hmm. that people project onto me absolutely um and so i've i have had discourse where like i said i've had to every opportunity that that i get especially now that i'm older uh, I zoom out and say, okay, Shar, how, how are we going to go about this? Mm-hmm. So the, the example that I thought about was, and I can freely talk about this now, uh, we all know what happened with After Buzz, but that's not what I'm going to discuss. What I'm going to discuss <laughs> is Project Runway. Okay. So um, I used to work for the show Project Runway years ago before uh, the Me Too movement hit and we were all left unemployed because Project Runway was once upon a time affiliated with the Weinstein Mm -hmm. 
uh, corporation or whatever. And um, there were two older white women when I returned for the second year that I was working. There were two older white women who I had not worked with prior, previously, who were bullying me. It was flat out bullying me. They mm-hmm. did not like my confidence. They did not like my presence. And frankly, I do not believe that they liked my blackness. Mm-hmm. And uh, it caused so much stress because I was still doing kiss and tell. I was doing a, a lot of things. And those of you who know me personally or hell, even through the, through the damn show, you know, I enjoy working. Um, and I, when I'm, when I'm given a, a task, I'm going to give it 110%. And these women who just were going out of their way to taunt me and to make my time there a living hell. And there's nothing I could have done differently. We had meetings. It was, it was, it got to the point where, as I served as the release coordinator, meaning whenever you watch a reality show and something is blurred out, I was that girl. I was mm-hmm. the liaison between the executive producers and the legal department. Literally, mm-hmm. there's a painting right there. Can we show it? I'm working things out because mm-hmm. the goal of my job was to show it. Right. We don't want blurs. Blurs are nasty. Mm-hmm. They're ugly, and they're a lot of work in post production to, especially if someone's moving or something right, in right. front of a. It's so you have to do that stuff frame by frame. It's a lot of work. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And the FCC just. Trolling. Yeah. You you got to worry about bleeps mm-hmm. and and a, is a nipple. Show Mm-hmm. And then the picture, you know, it's a lot, FCC especially uh, on a show like Project Runway, where we filmed the fittings. So sometimes with uh, models, yeah. there would be an areola exposed or mm-hmm. something. Um, and so um, these women, oh, I forgot where I was going with this. These women um, would do things like, for example, I remember a specific instance where someone had their roommate's dog in a home visit. Cause you know, they start, you know, the backstory, like mm-hmm. we're at Jace's house before he flies to New York for the competition. Right. Right. So it would be like if cookie, if you and I were roommates and cookie was in my story, mm-hmm. is cookie your dog? Cookie's my dog. Yes. Yeah. And French one of the dog. examples that the way that these women <laughs> taunted me is they sent me a paw print saying we got cookie to sign a release but this was after like a build-up so it sounds funny now but at the time i wanted to get up and go do some damage right um there were times where i would call the production assistant on and, and he'd have me on speaker and i'd be like i'm not gonna say his name but i'd be like please make sure because he he was emailing people i assigned him certain things and so he was doing some reaching out and his verbiage was wrong and it's like this is not your personal gmail account this is a company email and your verbiage could essentially get me in trouble Mm -hmm. because you talking about cutting corners like if you getting someone to cut corners with a release you do that over the phone you don't leave no paper trail especially when it can affect lord have mercy especially when it can affect both you and i right right so, uh, and I said, and don't forget to run it by me before, before you press before, send. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I remember one time I said that, and one of the ladies, because I was on speaker, she said, run it by Char. Little stuff like that. Mm, microaggressions. Uh, mm, ooh. <laughs> I can't even, like I said, this episode will be three hours long if I ran down every little microaggression. I remember I got in braids and we were in the elevator. It was me and one of the women in the, in the elevator, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And when we actually got to the offices she said she did not speak to me because she didn't recognize me oh. um mind you i'm the only black woman that works in it, 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 and because it got braids versus she a did, full blowout <laughs> she didn't oh, recognize me. new girl and i and we were working in a suite at the time and not this was in the elevator together yeah just me and her 
Um, yeah. Karina's face is like, what? And she, at one point, she told me that she's made other girls in my position cry. This is like as a badge of honor. This is when my supervisor isn't around. Okay. I make girls in this position. Like, so I say all that to say it was constant bullying. And um, I told my supervisor, and this was the one time where... The one time, honestly, I can say in my work history where I saw white allyship in that these were white women taunting me. My supervisor was a white woman and she held their feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, they <laughs> they worked there for a month and were never seen again. Mm-hmm. So my follow-up question really quickly, just to cut some mm-hmm. corners, my follow-up question really quickly is, in hindsight to you all situations with these conflicts, is there anything that you all could have done differently? Because like I said, I, there were things mm-hmm. for myself that in whether, like I said, whether it be After Buzz, whether it was Project Runway, um, there are sometimes things that, where I'm like, oh, I could have done that differently. But more times than often, I'm like, nope, I did everything. Because in the, you know, Jace, you know this firsthand. <laughs> For the most part, I am in the moment. I'm present. So mm-hmm. I'm running down my options before I make another move, no matter how nasty you are to me. Right. Before I make another move. But, but once that switch flips, it's the, once the genie's out the bottle, it's out the bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I'm only laughing because I'm thinking about uh, last year. What? Oh, Lord. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the only reason why I'm laughing because, <laughs> yeah, we I, we have a lot of conversation to have when the mic is off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. However, and, and yes, and Caprini, Caprini, you're <laughs> welcome to this uh, conversation once the mic is off. But, uh, yeah, so my question to you all is, in hindsight, not the specific instances that you all shared, but any instance where you've had workplace dysfunction, is there anything that you could have done differently in that setting? And what, what is it? And one in particular for me, it, could have, it would have been to not do the event. Mm. Mm. And in knowing that, while I did the event and gave 3,000%, mm-hmm. and to have um, a small incident happen where we could have really said oh okay well go you go get it and I'll get it and you know whatever um to have me pose a question or give a statement and for the person to say to me that I because I'm gonna say this to you black people can do also what white people do to you oh I know that in the most painful Mm -hmm. way especially with as black women well, yeah, but at to a, from a black man to a black woman. Well, that, that's what I mean. I don't mean right. us interchangeably. Oh, well, right, right, I yeah. mean, even with sometimes how our brothers do not show up for us in the way that would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Or to even have them say to you, I am the chief, chief, mm-hmm. chief, uh-huh. executive officer. You don't get to have anything to say mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And you only get to listen to me. What in the Clarence, Clarence Thompson, right. uh, Anita Hill is going on? What in the Bill Cosby is going on? Mm-hmm. So what I could have done differently was follow my first mind yeah. and not do it. That's actually So you committed to, to an, a, an event, mm-hmm. and in the midst of the execution of the event, you were like, what the hell did no, I during, do? During the whole, during the event, this, the, a very, what appeared to be a very small situation, but because it appeared that it may have made them look bad, mm-hmm. They reversed it on me. Because mm. it was easier to throw you under the bus. It was easier to throw mm. me under the bus. So, you know, when we were talking about, um, what was the statement in the beginning? 
do you get along go get along, along, get along and get along? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at that moment, I had to really go within and go meditate and say, okay, I can't allow what our personal feeling is mm-hmm. to affect yeah. the greater good of mm-hmm. this project. Because if I do, then it's going to affect everyone else in the room. It's a domino effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I have to remain professional and yeah. in this instance, mm-hmm. but know that when I'm leaving, I, you might not, you might not get a buy. Chances of me saying bye <laughs> to you or good night to you are very slim to none. Yeah. Well, actually, I followed it through all the way to the very end, to okay. the very last, last, last day. Mm-hmm. And then I vowed that um, never again, mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah, that's actually happened to me a couple of times too, where I have. My gut told me, do not do this. Mm-hmm. But because the rent was due exactly. or because I want to write. I needed a couple stuff. of dollars. Right. Child. I just needed a little couple of dollars right. to get through whatever mm-hmm. the week. I would I do it. it. Yep. And then like, there's been a couple specifically where I was expecting, okay, I'm going to do this thing mm-hmm. really quickly. Mm-hmm. I will get my semi-invoice and I'll get paid within 30 days. Really quickly. And the shit lasted. And it's I think, a 90 day three payout. Months. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> so not even payout, but even get, work. Right, right. To where I'm not even mm. being paid the hourly rate that right. I estimated this invoice to be. I'm doing extra work. Oh. I was just like, it's just a mess. And then yeah. like, I don't want to do it. I didn't want to do it from the beginning, and I really didn't want to do it. No, don't be nervous. Just yeah. go with you your know gut. what I'm talking about. Go with your, I know, yeah. but go with your gut. Um, so that's one, and then two, um, I do. I know myself to do to get a little bit unprofessional in some <laughs> certain circumstances, um, and so I think with that said, like I will definitely let somebody have it, but I, uh, I think it all depends. I feel like when I'm in spaces with white people i do keep it more professional especially if it's like mm. and, and this is stupid um not stupid but it's strategic i should say so you give them a hug no i don't give them a hug but are we like a white like amber guy no i don't get no hugs but i will let you know in the most professional demeanor like you'll feel what i have to say but i, I will i will oh, always same. yeah same. but i feel like when i'm around black people i do tend to get a little bit more like homey like nigga, duh, 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 why you is know. that um, probably because I'm, because I'm probably more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like I'm talking to my brother. I'm talking to like a f- someone who's familiar. By and then also, um, yeah, it's just it's familiarity. Mm-hmm. That's so, interesting. I do the opposite. I'll let a white motherfucker get it, but a black person, I'm very professional. See, and I think also, mm-hmm. and like now I that, about now that I'm talking about it, I think it's also because I I am a representation of my community exactly. in white yeah. spaces. Well, you are, whether you want it or not. Yeah, whether I want yep. it or not. And so I will like, I, will, I'm, I write I, a mean white woman email. Same. Um, I'm very, let me speak to your manager. Right, 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 I think right. I keep that same, I think I keep the same energy. I think when, when it comes to me doing workplace confrontation, there is no informality. Mm-hmm. Everything is, it turns very Olivia Pope real fast. Mm-hmm. I'm rapping like Twista, <laughs> right. you know, whether it's verbal or I'm, I'm typing it out. Uh-huh. I think I keep that same energy. I, don't, I think naturally, if I'm upset with you and it's something about the professional environment, there is no informalities with me. Oh, no, First see, of all, what you need to be clear about uh-huh. is, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, so yeah, this is something to think about. I, yeah. I think that you all listening, uh, if you have a story, you know, we're always open. Mm-hmm. Hashtag KT radio, tweet us and let us know of a, of a story where you had to go along to get along and what you would do differently. Are we ready to move on? We are. All right. So my topic is the sound of music. 
So, um, Julie Andrews, <laughs> of course, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is classic. So, recently, I was having a conversation and a song came on in the background, and I asked the song to be switched. Um, and they asked why, and I said, because the memory is associated with the song, and then they asked. <laughs> Are you trying to get me to leave? (laughs) (laughs) So I was immediately triggered. So, And this is something I need to work on, too, because I'm very, very, very sensitive to music. I can hear a song and know exactly what year it came out, Mm. what I was doing, what I was eating, and who I was fucking. And so when I hear a song, it always brings me back to a time. And so, unfortunately, even years later, if I hear a song, I remember that time versus enjoying the actual song um so my question to you ladies are is there any song that brings you back to a certain time um one good one bad uh what is that song or what is the memory and i could go first if you want me to go ahead that's kind of ruined thing so because <laughs> you hadn't given me a chance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I so, so i have i have uh two examples of the well kind of three uh but one i remember someone that i dated loved Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey Same here. here. Mariah Carey every I dated a lamb. A lamb. When like I was in high full school. Full blown lamb. I was out of high school. I was out of college too. What does lamb mean? That's Mariah her fan Carey's base. Fan base. Oh, Do you know how everybody like Beyonce has the beehive? Beehive. The bee. Mm-hmm. Okay. The and house. Gaga has the little monsters the little, mm-hmm. and mm. Rihanna has the navy. Mariah's yeah. is known as the, the Lambly. Lamb. Yeah. Oh. So when <laughs> okay, we decided to part that. ways. I, whenever I heard Mariah Carey, I would think of him, and it would bother me for at least wonder, like a year and a half. I wonder if I'm like that with Beyonce. You probably are. Well, I have a Beyonce one because I remember I dated somebody else, I wonder, and I like, was listening turn to that, uh, right, turn off. shut off, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a song, Dangerously in Love, and I, was, and I used to love, love, love that song. I hated it. And uh, <laughs> I loved it. Um, and someone it. I dated told me once while we were listening to the song together that his ex performed this song in drag. Ooh. So whenever I heard the song, I just imagined this drag queen on stage talking about like just singing Dangerously in Love with the Dove coming out. And so like I would always think about that memory. Um, and so it kind of ruined the song for me for probably about a year because I would always think about this man's ex yeah. um, doing drag. Even though I had no visual representation of it or memory of what it looked like, I just always thought about that. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very, very like sensitive to songs and I just, you know, there's songs that have come up like, like college songs. Like, oh, I remember me and the homies were here and, mm-hmm. um, I remember like, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, my nigga dick. Yeah. Like that song reminds me of like me and all my <laughs> friends in San Bernardino, like <laughs> fake crip walking in the middle of the dance floor. Um, so yeah, those are the songs that I have a song too that reminds me of some good sex. I'm pretty sure we all have those songs. I won't say them out loud, but um. <laughs> what the sex out loud or the songs? Both. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Both. I never know with Jay's. But yeah, do you have any songs that bring up any sour memories or good memories or so like? So for me, be good? um, I instantly when you said this, and she might be listening, so I'm not going. This is not my story to tell, but because I was there with her, uh. <laughs> There's this one song by Jagged Edge titled Good Luck Charm. 
Oh, yes. And there is a bad, a, ooh, a bad trifling memory attached to that song because I was with my best friend. We had a half day. I can't remember if we had a half day or if we were ditching. This was like our senior year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was all about the boys, especially for Char back then, <laughs> especially if I'm going to be out of school, if I'm missing for anything. Ooh. No, I'm missing because of a boy. Mm -hmm. OK. In the Camry. And so in the Camry. <laughs> OK. And I've called all of my girls out. OK. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So there's just without going into detail, because, like I said, it's not my story to tell. And I know that she's probably listening. Hey, Janelle. Um, there is. <laughs> There's just a bad memory attached to that song. So I'll leave that there. Now, back to myself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, good luck charm. I have Jagged Edge's good mm -hmm. luck charm. Good ironically. Good luck charm. Right. Ironically, <laughs> such a romantic song with such a crappy memory attached mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. So um, ironically, well, moving on to me, like I was saying. Um, <laughs> my me. bad memories. Do I have any songs attached to bad memories? Oh, Tedra Moses's song. She did a cover of Who Knows by Music Soul Child. That, although a beautiful song, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't have the best memory attached to that. Ooh. I was going through something emotional with a guy that now I look back and I just can laugh at because I'm so far removed from that girl that once was mm -hmm. that I'm like, I would have just been unaffected now. I would have been like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so even though, like I said, it's a beautiful song. If you've never heard it, it's not on... And I think I've talked about it on this show before. It's not on like any streaming services. You'd have to go to YouTube. Mm. So it's Teacher Moses, who knows? A good memory. Why are these all attached to guys? Oh my God. Oh, look at that. A good memory. Uh, <laughs> there's a song by Stolly, who's a rapper. His name is Stolly. S T A L L E Y. He's from Texas. He's from Philly, but this song is very, he co opted Texas uh -huh. uh, culture. Okay. And there's this song named Swangin'. Ooh. <laughs> what is that memory associated with? A man and swangin'? <laughs> Hello. Um, it just, it, like you said, certain songs take you back to certain spaces. And when I hear this song, it, it takes me back to flying down the highway in the passenger side with this <laughs> one guy. And I remember just being so present in the moment, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, yeah, those are two of my, I mean, and if I want to speak like in personal terms, like Destiny's Child's Independent Woman mm -hmm. is such a positive memory for me. I can still remember being late to school because I was waiting for B96, which is a popular station in Chicago. I was waiting for, they kept teasing, coming up, we got that new Destiny's Child coming up. And back then, you mm -hmm. know, we used to record the songs yep. on our cassettes. And I still remember the feeling when I first heard that song I might have been moved to tears because I was very dramatic moved and that bridge <laughs> I was not prepared for that bridge okay yeah. that child of destiny I was not prepared for that they sounded like angels and so I was like <laughs> just everything about it sounded fresh and yeah. original and funky and that beat and the and the, the the messaging and then the the staccato the classic fast rap singing mm -hmm. that they, it just was perfect because it was melodic with the shoes on my feet but okay. also staccato with the tell me what you think of and then the chant throw y'all it was just the perfect <laughs> mix of of all of everything so and then char char wept yes and i wept on the bridge because i wasn't ready for <laughs> we'll break these people off angel style i was not ready for that so um yeah so that's a really really good memory for me personally and i can't think of a song that has like a, a personal bad memory for me aside mm. from 
sappy so like jazz jasmine sullivan i can think of artists Ooh, i remember i remember when we talked about i broke. remember on this show <laughs> keisha cole's best album what was it a girl like me or something uh no just like just the like way you. it is or something no, no, like just that. like you just like you yeah. uh i remember <laughs> that song <laughs> When I was listening to that album, I remember crying in the fetal position of my apartment in my bedroom. I was butt naked, like snot bubble crying because I was still making my way through that that album. And I think I'd only listened to the first three tracks. Mm-hmm. And God damn it. That I, it was on my iPod, the iHome, uh-huh. before there was an official iHome. You know, it's like the Walmart version right. where you plug your iPod up and baby. So it, it's things like that. Most I of my remember. bad <laughs> memories with songs are attached to romance. I will say that. Not a specific individual mm-hmm. uh, experience. They're always... The, the negative memories are attached to something romantic. I can tell you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember um, this is the last time, the Trey songs, last time, driving into this man's <laughs> dorm room in Claremont. Talking about this is the last time I'm going. I would play that song and it was never oh, the last Cherish, time. Oh, <laughs> Cherish's debut album. I have a lot of memories attached Ooh. to that too. Woo, unappreciated. What about what? you, Cabrini? Well, oh, the bell didn't work. The, Hold on. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Cabrini. Well, you know, I, again, I don't know if this comes with age and or time. Stop but, prefacing everything with that. But, but I'm going to tell you, but the reason why I say that is because until you have experienced this, you know, 54 years of history, okay, mm-hmm. I don't associate anything with anything bad. Okay. Oh. Mm. So I only remember good songs. Amen. Because if I go to the bad, then the good, it the bad will outweigh. So you never are anywhere and a song comes on that it triggers a memory. So we're not talking about like focusing and, and storing negative memories. Mm-hmm. We're talking about I'm in the grocery store and Luther came on and oh, oh my gosh, I remember when I was, you and know, I tr- when but, I first moved to LA mm-hmm. and that guy, you know, maybe broke my heart or, or something happened. Like this song makes me think of this part. That's what I, we mean, like a triggered memory. Right. I make it good though. For instance, okay. mm-hmm. Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. Jilly from Philly. Mm-hmm. Who is Grits. Jill Scott? I remember when Grits, honey. I remember when <laughs> Jill Scott came out and I was um, in the process of kind of dating a crazy woman. Ooh. But we would always sing this damn, it's when Jill Scott came out. Mm-hmm. Which, and I, which song was it? Do you I remember? am Jill Scott. Uh, who is uh, Jill Scott? No, I'm saying the song. Oh, the whole album. Okay. Oh. Okay. It was the entire album. Which was a great album. It was an amazing album. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I had to I had to specifically say, you do not belong to that song or mm-hmm. that album. See, I need to do that. Yeah, so, I do too. I need to do because that. Because I love that album. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it and then I can't hear it because I thought of your ass. Yeah. You will not control <laughs> that part of me enjoying a song or I an say. album that was fabulous. You won't ruin that body of work oh, for me. Oh no, no, no! Mm-hmm. And then um, the the other, but so most of them are good. But um, uh, Mary J was the four one one. And Mary J was every going through it. Mm-hmm. Single one, that song, that album was just, you know, it just takes you back to just, a euphoric feeling. Just of, beautiful, yeah. great music, great lyrics, great sound. You know, everything about it to me was great. So even if something was bad going on, what I focused on was the great music mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she was doing. Well, amen know? to that. That's Thank like me, me with Spice World. Oh, one of the yeah. Spice Girls uh, 
um, um, songs from those first two albums take me to such a just naturally happy yeah. baseline before life became life. Mm -hmm. Just make you just want to do a solo dance party around your apartment. It's just such a good feeling for right. me. A lot of the spice and a lot of in vogue for me, even a lot of Destiny's Child, but the, a lot of Destiny's Child's music started really making its way into my into my library when you know when when life started changing a little bit yeah. parents are getting a little bit more puberty starting mm -hmm. boys right. are coming into the picture Oof. but when i think like i think shaka khan like there's so many mm. good artists that i yeah. attach to and certain songs from these artists that i just attach to such happy memories yeah. um and the for for me that would definitely without question be so the fetal, Spice Girls. fetal position song <laughs> I remember by Keisha Cole. I remember when my heart broke. I remember when I gave up loving you. Yes, so, ma'am. So fetal position song, how can you make that a song that Ooh. is now, you know. Well, see, what's what's crazy is now I can listen to it and be fine. Right. But at the time, I was a very, I was still finding my way. Yeah. I'm still finding my way. Well, we all were, But at were, the time, yeah. I was, I, how old were we, Jace? Like 22, maybe? No, younger than that. Younger? That was like sophomore year. Okay. So that I was, was like, like 19, yeah, 19 20, 20, right. And I was in a new environment out of state in school and dealing with the social pressures of not being able to love who I loved at the time out loud. Right. Got it. And dealing with a lot of patriarchy and dealing with a lot of stigmatization and dealing with a lot of silencing, which at the time I thought was cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I thought it was very the cute. The sneaking in the... I, oh, girl, Ew. you can tell me nothing. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I was you the bee's knees. You can't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> can't tell me nothing. I was the bee's knees with all, all of those politics. I, I heavily subscribed <laughs> to them and I was, a, you know, the old school girls. And when I say the girls, I mean the girls mm -hmm. used to have a saying that the girl that kisses and tells never gets kissed again. Yeah. And I heavily subscribe to that. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Woo! You done got me to thinking about okay. some things, Jace. <laughs> damn you! Damn you! Now I'm thinking my about bad. people that I have locked away and kicked out of my mind. Now I'm thinking, I, like... Well, as Cabrini said, do take them out, disconnect them from that You know how much song. work that takes. The way that Look. she worded it made it seem like you can just say a, say a chant and say, I remove you from this mm -hmm. memory. But what you but believe that takes you can? work. And the, the problem, oh, I guess when we get to my segment, mm -hmm. what Which I talk next. about is the work that people do not want to do. Okay, pause right there. Yeah. Because when we come back, <laughs> mm -hmm. are you done with your, your I'm topic? I'm done. We so talked. when we come back, we will be talking to Cabrini about everything. All right. So we'll catch you guys next week for our in-depth interview with the gangster chef Cabrini. Take care, guys.